Welcome to the Thrive Church Podcast. We are so glad that you are joining us for this time today. We hope that this message will encourage you, build your faith, and help you thrive with God and thrive in life. Now to the message. We're in a collection of talks we're calling The Mosaic of Jesus. The Mosaic of Jesus. I personally think the Mosaic of Jesus is one of the most beautiful things. What is the Mosaic of Jesus? It is a unique, diverse people because God has created you and I unique, individual, um, so so unique and handcrafted by God. The scripture says that you are, um, that God formed you, that you are his workmanship. So you are unique, uh, not like because God designed you that way, unique in talents, in, in abilities, in, in, um, in background. Hey, you're unique in your personality because God designed you that way. And what the body of Christ, uh, the mosaic of Jesus is the body of Christ. Unique individual pieces. I'm a piece, you're a piece, everybody's a piece of what? The mosaic of Jesus, the body of Christ assembled together and that as we assemble, as we are placed, the Bible says that God places us into the mosaic of Jesus, the body of Christ, that we actually, I believe them, we, we, we show the world and fellow believers, Jesus, that the world and other believers see and experience Jesus as we come together as believers, together, uh, the body of Christ. I think it's so beautiful that it is that God is not saying, hey, be conformed. No, no, no. Be transformed into the image of Christ uh, and that we get to do that by doing life together, coming together because life was designed to be done together and it's a diverse, unique mosaic. It's a mosaic uh, in the, if you look for a mosaic of, uh, it's small little pieces of tile, clay, all put together. Not as oftentimes they're not perfect pieces, but many times there's broken, chipped pieces that come together and make this beautiful image. And that's what the body of Christ is, is not perfect people, uh, and not uniform, but actually many times people, because everybody has chips, everybody has, uh, it, it does not, is not the same, but uniqueness, even in some of our chips or uh, coming together assembling together and making the image of Christ because God has designed you and I to be in community, to do life together. Um, that is his design. His design is the church. So when we gather uh, in intentional faith community around Jesus, around his word, um, that we're actually making up the mosaic of Jesus so that you and I, we can experience Jesus uh, and as well as the world can see and experience Jesus because life is better together. It's designed by God for us to be together. But uh, today we're going to be continuing this collection of talks. And uh, if you're taking notes, the title of my message today is Accountability in Community. Accountability in Community. Now, when it comes to this word accountability, people have different reactions and feelings toward it. Some, I, I believe, actually may, may have a negative feeling towards accountability in the context of community. Maybe feelings of limitation, uh, restraining, or even policing. Or even, I think in, in some, some instances, uh, community may, may have uh, actually, 
misused it. I think some people have maybe even misused accountability to manipulate or control. So then it leaves a bad taste in people's mouths when they hear accountability. But all of those things that I listed above, I do not believe is actually scriptural accountability uh, in the context of community in the context of purposeful community called the church. And that, that Those are not actually what we find in scriptures at all. So today we're going to dive into what does the scriptures say, the Bible says about accountability uh, in community, in purposeful faith community, what it is and what it is not, and how according to scripture, that, uh, that God, how God has designed accountability in community for to operate in a community of believers so that we can walk in what Christ has provided for you and I. So that we can operate in the finished works of Jesus. That we can walk in the life, the the plans, the purposes that God has for us. Let's pray. God, I just thank you so much that as we dive in into this together, I thank you that you just speak to hearts. Father, I thank you that you love us so much that you didn't leave us alone, that you sent the Holy Spirit, that you you lead us, you guide us into all truth. Father, I thank you that as well that you didn't leave us alone, of, of uh, that you designed us as well to be in community. So Father, I just thank you that as we dive into your word, Father, I thank you for a knitting together of hearts. Father, for your word to speak speak to people today in Jesus name. Amen. Now, I don't know about you where you're watching from, um, but like Thrive, we're based in Calgary and uh, I love where we live. I love where we live, right at the foothills of the mountains. Uh, I love where we live. Uh, It is just so beautiful. Like we got great sports teams. Yeah, go Flames, go. Um, Sorry if that offends you, but uh, hey, love covers a multitude of sins. So, um, but I love where we live, right at the foothills of the mountains. And uh, something that uh, Natalie, my wife and I, we like to do in the summer is go to the mountains and hike. And my favorite part of hiking, most definitely, is not walking up. Uh, Especially on like those all day, um, eight hour uh, plus hikes where you go. That is not my favorite part. Uh, Those really challenging ones is the hiking up. My favorite part is the viewpoint, is the top, and, um, and also, quite honestly, the viewpoint, and then at the end of the day, after you get the view, you go into your car, and you take off your hiking boots, and you put on your sandals. That is an amazing feeling, but I go hiking for the view. I love the view and the nature, but it is not walking up, and if I'm truthful, when Natalie and I, when it's just Natalie and I, um, I provide commentary the way up. Now, some people might call it complaining or whining, um, but I prefer the term commentary. No, <laughs> but but I, I, so I'm like talking about this is this incline. Oh my goodness! Or man, my legs, I can't feel them, and. Um, Uh, Yeah, so I would say I provide commentary. Now, some of it I 
quite honestly, I do a little bit to, to just bug Natalie because I love her so much. And uh, that's part of what I do to those I love is I bug just a little bit. Um, but others, it's sort of genuine. Like, uh, I can't feel my legs. Um, wh what's going on? Uh, how are we supposed to get up this? Oh, my goodness. Um, and I also, when, we, when her and I hike alone, this is confession time. Who knew? Um, is I take a few more breaks than, than I usually would or maybe you should. And, uh, but something happens when Natalie and I hike with other friends or other people. And uh, it's this, is my whining goes away. Oh yeah, we call it commentary, commentary. But my commentary, my whining or complaining goes away. I take fewer breaks. I even walk a little faster and maybe even lead the group. Um, my vote in, in, in a group is often then, let's go further if we're, if we're like, okay, what, how are we doing? Should we keep going? My, my vote often is, let's go further. I do better hiking with people. I do better hiking, walking up a mountain with people. Why? I think I want to keep up with others. I think I have a healthy competitiveness and a positive peer pressure. You know, FOMO, fear of missing out. I don't want to miss out. I want to keep going, experiencing with, uh, with other people. I, I don't want to hold others back, so I'm not thinking about myself. And I'm not going to settle for my comfort zone. Even if my comfort zone is taking a, a, a break on this log, I'm going to keep going past what is easier for me. And I love when I'm showing other people the mountains and they're experiencing it with me. So often then my, I'm moving forward, uh, my moving forward, keep walking, keep going, keep, keep taking one step after another, after another. It's actually, uh, it encourages the other people to come. Let's experience this together. I want to show you this beautiful place that is in our backyard. And um, my, uh, quite honestly, my commentary often actually turns into encouragement to others around me of going forward. Let's keep going. Hey, you've got this. Um, especially if I see someone else who's maybe um, having a little bit harder time. But I do better hiking when I'm in a group. Being a part of a, a group hiking causes me not to settle for what is convenient or my comfort zone, but rather press towards... Um, to experience with others and encourage others to keep going. When I'm with others, there's, there's, you could say there's an accountability there, that accountability to others. Like I want other people to go forward with, with me. I want to not hold them back. I also want to encourage them. I want to experience. Being part of something bigger than self brings accountability not to settle because I'm a part of something more than, I'm self, than myself. I'm not going to settle. When you're part of something bigger, you're not going to settle for just the easiest way. You know, intentional community, uh, I believe, brings accountability to walk in the fullness that God has for you in Christ intentional community. What do we say that is? That is the church coming together intentionally. Um, it actually brings accountability to walk in the fullness that God has for you. 
You know, when you are, uh, when you are planted in God-designed community, the church, there is accountability not to settle or get complacent because, but instead press forward into the upward call that God has for you. You know, accountability is really to give an account for our ability. To, I, I believe that's what accountability, you could say it is. It's to give an account for our ability. And community, faith community, is to hold us to account to use our God-given abilities and to walk in what God has provided for you and what God has put into your heart. Now, Ephesians 4.15, it says this, Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own uh, special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Isn't that good? The body of Christ grows the body. It causes the whole body to be healthy. Each unique member placed in the mosaic of Jesus, when, when you use your giftings, your ability, your God-given uniqueness, his, what he's created in you, when you use that, God uses um, that to then grow the body. It, he uses that to make the body healthy. Speaking the truth in love, operating in what God has, has for them, for you, um, it actually causes the body to grow and for other members to be healthy. You know, there is an accountability that comes from being part of something bigger and that Others need me and I need them. That's what I see in this scripture is that God has designed not by flaw by any means, but on purpose. He designed on purpose that the body of Christ, the church, that you need the body and the body needs you. And when you supply and when the other members of the body supply, it causes growth in you and it causes growth in the body as a whole. It causes the body to be healthy. Because the truth is, you need the body and the body of Christ needs you. There's an accountability of, I need to be there because I need them, but they also, the body needs me. When you know you have a role a God, God placed you in the mosaic of Jesus, the church, uh, for a reason. There is an accountability that I'm here not for, I'm here for me, but it's not just about me. I'm here. I'm a part. I'm supplying to the body of Christ and for those around me. You know, God placed you here for a reason. And as you operate uh, in what God has for you, as you press forward, it, uh, it actually into the upward call God has in the plans, the purposes, it actually causes other members of the body to grow and to be healthy. 
on the mountain. I'm pressing forward when I'm with others. Why? It's for me, but it is not just about me. I'm going forward so that other people would also grow, would it go forward higher and experience this amazing, uh, beautiful landscape, this amazing mountain. When we're an intentional community, we choose, I'm going to keep pressing forward. I'm going to keep showing up. I'm going to keep showing and being a part of, of church gatherings. Can, I'm going to continue to grow. I'm going to continue to stand in faith. I'm going to keep believing, keep praying. Because as I do, it causes me to grow, but it causes the body to grow and to be healthy. You know, there's been times where I don't feel like going to thrive groups. Can you believe that? Like the pastor. Um, but there's been times where like if I was to go by my feelings, I don't necessarily feel like maybe it was a long day or it was something that was super draining. And it is more convenient for me to just watch Netflix or I don't feel like going and, 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 you know, going to this place. But because I know I supply something to the group, to the, the Thrive group, and the group supplies something to me, there's accountability that I'm not going to do what's just convenient for me at that time. I'm going to instead, because I'm accountable to those people, they, I need them, they need me. So I'm going to go, I'm going to do what is maybe not the most convenient or not the most, um, what I feel in the moment. Why? Because I'm accountable to those people. I need them and they need me. Now you might be thinking, Josiah, you are the pastor. So you got to, well, there's actually still there are moments where, you know, there are times before I was a pastor. I've been uh, more time in my life not a pastor than a pastor. And there's times where absolutely before I just didn't, I didn't just stop because I felt like, because it was convenient, but I felt, okay, I need to press. I need to go, keep going. I need to keep walking. Why? Because there's an accountability. Uh, I believe that's for all of us. No matter where God has placed you in the body, there's an accountability of, I'm going to keep going, keep showing up, keep encouraging because I am a part of the body, because I am part of something bigger, because I I am supplying to the body and the body is supplying to me. It has nothing to do with titles or um, anything like that. You are designed by God, created by God to be a part and to supply. You know, Hebrews uh, 10, 24 to 25 says, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. As we gather together in intentional community, we encourage and we motivate each other to walk in what God has for us, to, to not, to, to press forward in what God has provided for us, to walk out the God-given dreams. The body is to be supportive and encouraging one another to walk in all God has for them. 
Accountability in the context of church many times is actually expressed in encouragement and motivating others to walk in what God has for them, what God has provided, paid for, and even the giftings that God has for them. That's what Hebrews talks about, encouraging one another. Let's motivate one another to to keep going on, to keep pressing forward. Encourage not to settle, but to press on to what God has for you. You know, when we're on our own, I think it's easy to settle for what's comfortable, what's convenient, or maybe what's common to us, and we can become complacent. Complacent and content are two different things. I believe being content is what God has for you, is being content where you are, but being complacent is settling. You know, often when we're on our own, I think we can go or default to the path of least resistance. However, growth, no matter what area, whether physical, mental, spiritual, often does not consist, I would just about say, uh, like does not at all consist of what is comfortable, what is convenient, or what is just commonplace for me. If I was to approach um, working out um, with doing what is comfortable, with no resistant, what is convenient, when I feel like it, and I just do the same what is common to me, that workout is not going to produce too much. There's not going to be any growth or results there. Often growth comes with stretching, stepping out into new and the unknown, going the extra mile and what is not convenient, but what is inconvenient or what I don't necessarily feel like uh, in my default, but is going the extra mile. You know, in Isaiah 43, it says, God says, hey, behold, I'm doing a new thing. Meaning you can't just stay. If you want to grow in God, you can't just stay with what is common, familiar, what is in your little, what is in your box of, okay, I'm comfortable with this. You know, God calls us to walk by faith and not by sight. To take a step of faith onto his word. God says, it's not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. Spirit, says the Lord. So we can't be, be uh, in order to grow in what God has for you, we can't stick to what is convenient, what is common. We can't stick to, um, to what it, in those times. Instead, we need to step out. And community brings accountability to walk in the God-given abilities and dreams and what Christ has paid for for you. It brings accountability to walk in those God-given dreams, those God-given purposes that God has for you. An example might be, maybe you have a gift to work with kids and you love kids and, and, you, and your desire is to see kids encounter Jesus. So you share this with a friend from church and I just want to see, see kids encounter Jesus. Uh, and and then you say, maybe, maybe I should join Thrive Kids. Maybe I should serve on the team of Thrive Kids. Um, and, and so you tell your friend this. And now I'd say this is because you're actually telling a friend, there brings an element of accountability. 
of because I told them, so I'm going to actually follow my word. The word, the scripture says, let your yes be yes, your no be no. So it brings some accountability. And as well, maybe the friend's role in this because we're part of a community and as a body, we're supposed to encourage one another. So a practical way, your friend says, man, I really, I, I, I love kids. I want to be a part of that. A practical way of operating this is the, is your friend, the friend who, who heard this later comes back a couple weeks later and, and checks in and says, Hey, did you, did you fill out, um, uh, that form to join thrive kids? Hey, did you talk to, to Tanya, uh, the thrive kids leader who does an amazing job by the way? Um, but did you talk to, did you talk to her? And what is that doing? As the friend coming back to them, you are bringing accountability. Hey, are you following through in the God-given desire, the passion that God has put in your heart? Are you, are you instead not just being a, 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 a hearer or just saying, but are you being a doer of the word? But see, that is not a, a condemning. That is not policing. That is actually an encouraging way. Or another one, say God has put a dream on your heart to start a business. And you want to start a business. God's put it in there. You, you know that, hey, I want to be a kingdom builder. I want to build the kingdom, be a kingdom financer. And so you share in your Thrive Group and a community of people, because this is what a Thrive Group really is, is a community, a smaller group of people, a community of people who, who you know love you, love God, and want to see God's best for you um, so that you can walk in all that God has for you. And know what? So as you share this in the, in the group, that group then can actually hold you to account, help you um, be accountable to what God has put in the dreams of your heart and taking steps in that direction. The members of the Thrive Group can speak courage and encouragement to you from the scriptures, can pray with you um, and stand with you in faith for, you know, God opportunities or, or um, God given ideas, but also in a very practical way of checking in, of saying, of checking in, hey, you know, I've been praying, this is like the friend from the Thrive Group we might say, hey, I've been praying for you for this and actually pray. I- I've been praying for you. I- and know what? I've also, how-, how are you doing with that? Have you taken any steps forward in- into doing that? Have you uh, been reading any business books? Are you, are you taking, are you talking to any, any business owners that maybe you can uh, uh, get some information or ideas or wisdom from Uh, or hey I found this book or this book was really useful for me can I give this to you You know what that does it's it's not policing but it's actually saying hey are you taking steps into walking into what God has for you and it's a very encouraging it's a standing alongside it's walking together you know, Proverbs 27, 17 says, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. God u- uses God-designed community, the church, so that we are refined and, and sharpened into all that God ha- um, has us to be, has called us to be, the plans, the purposes, and, and bringing accountability. Accountability in the body of Christ is not policing but actually I believe it's encouraging one another. Accountability in community is not judging or condemning them. You know, even 
If, if uh, when someone sins, accountability is not judging or condemning them or condemning that person. Accountability is not attacking other members of the body of Christ. You know, in, in the natural, if you were, if your body was, was to attack itself, a medical field would call it this. It would call it autoimmune disease where your body is attacking itself. The body of Christ is not supposed to be and is not intended to be one that attacks itself. Jesus speaks to this about judging, actually. Judging others. He says this in Matthew 7, 1. Do not judge others and you will not be judged. For you will be treated as you, are treated, uh, as you treat others. The standard you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged. And why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own eye? How can you think of saying to your friend, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye and you can't see past the log in your own eye? Hypocrite. First, get rid of the log in your own eye. Then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. I love that translation. How it puts it. Don't, uh, it, don't, let, don't say, hey, I'm going to get that speck for you when there is a log in your eye. I, I, I believe we actually, it says here, we need to be um, actually looking at ourselves and, and actually judging myself in light of Christ, in light of the finished works of Christ. How, how can I allow what God has done, what Christ has done to actually transform and change me? And instead of going around leaving a log in my own eye and saying, oh, there's someone with an issue. There's someone with an issue. Instead, I'm going to uh, actually see, okay, what, it, what can I do? What can I allow God to do in my heart in that area? We're not to judge others. Uh, you know, we're to judge doctrine, to judge spirits uh, against the word of God. But we're not to judge others in the church or even uh, in the world. But there is an area, a role, absolutely, for uh, accountability um, with sin. And check this out. In Galatians, it says, in Galatians 6 verse 1, in the Passion, it says this. It says, my beloved friends, if you see a believer who is overtaken with a fault... The one who is in the spirit, spiritually mature, in touch with like having a relationship, a walk with Jesus, should seek to restore him in the spirit of gentleness. But keep watch over your own heart so you won't be tempted to exalt yourself over him. Love empowers us to fulfill the law of the anointed one as we carry each other's troubles. If you think... Uh, Think you are somebody too important to stoop down to help another when you really aren't. You are living in deception. There's an accountability uh, when someone has fault or when someone uh, has sinned and it's overtaken them and it's taken them out. And it's actually an accountability for those who are in Christ, uh, for, for Christians who are mature to not to condemn not to judge, but we're actually to restore them. 
Restore them into relationship. Restore them into community. Restore them into uh, walking with God. Not haughty or I'm better than you. Let me teach you something. Oh man, like you missed it. But no, no, no. It's actually, but in gentleness, in being humble, encouraging, and in love. We are to restore, not to judge or to condemn. And when you restore, you are actually operating as God operates. Because God is a restorer. That is who he is. God restored mankind to God. He is a restorer. He is a redeemer. So when you operate, and the Bible says there's no condemnation in Christ. So when you are operating as restoring in love, in humility, in gentleness, you are actually operating as God operates. Because God restores broken things to whole. Ones that are far, like every single one of us that were far from God at one point, restores us back to him. Have you ever wondered, like, why did Jesus choose the disciples he did? I have. In, in Matthew 4, 21, we see Jesus choose two disciples. Jesus is walking and he sees uh, James and John and they're mending their nets. This is the same word in the Greek um, that, that is actually used for restoring. It's used, that same word is used mending and also restoring uh, in other parts. And so Jesus sees these two brothers, James and John, mending their nets as he walks by. And he says, follow me. But Jesus saw them restoring what was broken. Could it be that Jesus chose them because they were restoring what was broken, what was apart, and they were mending it back together? And I believe, I believe today God is looking for disciples who will mend, restore members to the body. Not condemn, but to restore together. I believe he is. You know, accountability and community helps us walk in all God has for us and to be who God has called us to be. Ecclesiastes 4, I think, gives a picture of how biblical accountability and community the church is expressed. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 says this, two people are better off than one for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two stand back to back and, uh, and conquer. Three are even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. You know, when we are in community, we're able to help each other to succeed in words of encouragement, in actions to help them take that next step. 
you know, maybe it's to introduce them to, to someone, to, to help them take that next step. You encourage people to succeed or help them to succeed with your presence, just showing up, being a part, asking questions, following up with them when they share something because you care. Reach out um, to restore. The scripture says to help out when they've fallen, to reach out. So we can reach out and help them to restore them on the path when one falls. Restoring someone uh, not by condemning, but encouraging and restoring, bringing them back. You know, many times I actually find what causes people to fall, um, fall off or to stop or to just fall off the race that God has for them is discouragement. And I think it's so powerful what we have the opportunity to do is speaking words of life, speaking what God has said in his, in his scripture, the word of God, the Bible, speak it into them, into their life, to speak courage, to pray with them. Proverbs, it talks about that the righteous lips are like a spring and it brings refreshing. I believe that is what happens in community. And also we have each other's back. We can take ground and conquer. Knowing that you are part of a community, that, that, uh, that you're praying for our community, but we're praying for you. Like daily, um, we pray for you. We pray for you daily. You know, know that you're not alone, that people are standing with you in faith, that we're believing with you. We're walking with you. And I like the last part of that scripture is uh, a triple braided cord uh, is not easily broken. And I believe that speaking of God being in the midst of all of our relationships, when we, uh, when God and his love are in the midst of every relationship, um, that we are actually joined, we're strong together, that it is God knitting our hearts together. When we, the body of Christ, uh, operate in God's love, that it's a knitting together of our hearts. Can I encourage you to purpose to be a part, purpose to assemble? And what does that look like? That, that's being on purpose to join a Thrive group. Uh, to purpose, to be a part and assemble uh, in-person uh, gatherings when we start on April 4th. Come on, I am so excited as we start every Sunday. Come on. Or maybe you're not able to uh, be a part for whatever reason uh, in person, but then assembling on our online campus like we're doing today. Purpose to, to be writing in the comments uh, what God's speaking to you throughout the message to encourage other people. Uh, to be intentional about being a part of God-designed community. Because, uh, because out of intentional community is where accountability will come. And accountability in God-given community will help you, enable you to walk in all God has for you. What God, the dreams that God has put in your heart. The plans and purposes that God has for you. And what Christ has paid for. And we can help each other run forward into the race that God has to press forward into that upward call in Jesus name. Thank you for joining us for the Thrive Church podcast. We hope this message encouraged you, built your faith and helped you thrive with God and thrive in life. We would love to see you on a Sunday soon in person or online. You can get all the information at thrivecalgary.ca. 
If you would like to support a partner with Thrive Church financially, you can do so by going to thrivecalgary.ca and click the Give button. No God is for you. We love you and have a great week.